Thank you for joining me for Daily Liturgy and Scripture. Today we will be reading Psalms 65 and 67, Ecclesiasticus or Sirach chapter 1, and Acts 21 through 16. Before we begin, let's say together the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, He rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Psalm chapter 65. Praise awaits you, our God, in Zion. To you our vows will be fulfilled. You who answer prayer, to you all people will come. When we were overwhelmed by sins, you forgave our transgressions. Blessed are those you choose and bring near to live in your courts. We are filled with the good things of your house, of your holy temple. You answer us with awesome and righteous deeds, God our Savior, the hope of all the ends of the earth and of the farthest seas, who formed the mountains by your power, having armed yourself with strength, who stilled the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their waves, and the turmoil of the nations. The whole earth is filled with awe at your wonders. Where morning dawns, where evening fades, you call forth songs of joy. You care for the land and water it. You enrich it abundantly. The streams of God are filled with water to provide the people with grain. For so you have ordained it. You drench its furrows and level its ridges. You soften it with showers and bless its crops. You crown the year with your bounty and your carts overflow with abundance. The grasslands of the wilderness overflow. The hills are clothed with gladness. The meadows are covered with flocks, and the valleys are mantled with grain. They mount for joy and sing. Psalm chapter 67. May God be gracious to us and bless us, and make his face shine on us, so that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the peoples with equity and guide the nations of the earth. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. The land yields its harvest. God, our God, blesses us. May God bless us still, so that all the ends of the earth will fear him. Ecclesiasticus chapter 1 All wisdom comes from the Lord. She is with him forever. The sands of the sea, the drops of rain, the days of eternity, who can count them? The height of the sky, the breadth of the earth, the depth of the abyss, who can explore them? Wisdom was created before everything. Prudent understanding subsists from remotest ages. From whom has the root of wisdom ever been uncovered? Her resourceful ways, who knows them? One only is wise, terrible indeed. Seated on his throne, the Lord, it was he who created, inspected, and weighed her up, and then poured her out on all his works as much to each living creature as he chose, bestowing her on those who love him. The fear of the Lord is glory and pride, happiness, and a crown of joyfulness. The fear of the Lord gladdens the heart, giving happiness, joy, and long life. For those who fear the Lord, all will end well. On their dying day, they will be blessed. The basis of wisdom is to fear the Lord. She was created with the faithful in her mother's womb. 
She has made a home in the human race and age, old foundation, and to their descendants will she faithfully cling. The fullness of wisdom is to fear the Lord. She intoxicates them with her fruits. She fills their entire house with treasures and their storerooms with her produce. The crown of wisdom is to fear the Lord. She makes peace and health flourish. The Lord has seen and assessed her. He has showered down knowledge and intelligence. He has exalted the renown of those who possess her. The root of wisdom is to fear the Lord, and her branches are long life. The rage of the wicked cannot put him in the right, for the weight of his rage is his downfall. A patient person puts up with things until the right time comes, but his joy will break out in the end. Till the time comes, he keeps his thoughts to himself, and many a lip will affirm how wise he is. Wisdom's treasuries contain the maxims of knowledge. The sinner, however, holds piety and abhorrence. If you desire wisdom, keep the commandments, and the Lord will bestow it on you. For the fear of the Lord is wisdom and instruction, and what pleases him is faithfulness and gentleness. Do not stand out against fear of the Lord. Do not practice it with a double heart. Do not act apart in public. Keep watch over your lips. Do not grow too high and mighty, for fear you fall and cover yourself in disgrace. For the Lord would then reveal your secrets and overthrow you before the whole community for not having practiced fear of the Lord and for having a heart full of deceit. Acts chapter 20, verses 1 through 16. When the uproar had ended, Paul sent for the disciples and, after encouraging them, said goodbye and set out for Macedonia. He traveled through that area, speaking many words of encouragement to the people, and finally arrived in Greece, where he stayed three months. Because some Jews had plotted against him, just as he was about to sail for Syria, he decided to go back through Macedonia. He was accompanied by Sopater, son of Pyrrhus, from Berea, Aristarchus and Secundus from Thessalonica, Gaius from Derbe, Timothy also, and Tychicus and Trophimus from the province of Asia. These men went on ahead and waited for us at Troas. But we sailed from Philippi after the festival of unleavened bread, and five days later joined the others at Troas, where we stayed seven days. On the first day of the week, we came together to break bread. Paul spoke to the people, and because he intended to leave the next day, kept on talking until midnight. There were many lamps in the upstairs room where we were meeting. Seated in a window was a young man named Eutychus, who was sinking into a deep sleep as Paul talked on and on. When he was sound asleep, he fell to the ground from the third story and was picked up dead. Paul went down, threw himself on the young man, and put his arms around him. Don't be alarmed, he said. He's alive. And then he went upstairs again and broke bread and ate. After talking until daylight, he left. The people took the young man home alive and were greatly comforted. We went on ahead to the ship and sailed for Assos, where we were going to take Paul aboard. He made this arrangement because he was going there on foot. When he met us at Assos, we took him aboard and went on to Mytilene. The next day, we set sail from there and arrived off Chios. The day after, we crossed over to Samos, and the following day, we arrived at Miletus. Paul had decided to sail past Ephesus to avoid spending time in the province of Asia, for he was in a hurry to reach Jerusalem, if possible, by the day of Pentecost. Now join me in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.